The Donut Bag is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protect it with ExpressVPN for three extra months free with a one-year package. Go to the link listed in my Twitter profile. All right. The Penguins have been up and down lately, uh, but recently have been really looking good. With me to talk about it is Angie Carducci from Inside Hockey Magazine. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing all right. Penguins are doing all right, which surprises <laughs> exactly me. Exactly what they're doing. Yeah, they're doing exactly. all right. When you when you beat the Rangers and beat Columbus, who is hot, that's uh, nothing wrong with that, even though they didn't look so great a little bit before that. But hey, last two games, can't complain, right? Yeah, I feel encouraged with where they're headed the last couple of games. Yeah, you know, I, I find it funny that they have the record they have this season. They only have a few teams in the entire NHL that have more points than them. And still, when they go through one of these slums where they you know, lay a complete egg against the New Jersey Devils, we look at them and say, oh, wow, you know, this is this is bad. And, you know, I, I emerged from that game against the Devils saying maybe Ron Hextall really needs to do something like maybe he needs to do something significant this is this is not good so they they really do go through these phases this year and I was concerned about the number of games they went through kind of capping with that Devils game where I felt like they maybe weren't turning in the effort that they needed to well effort's not the right word the the effort is pretty much always there but just just sort of making the number of mental mistakes they were but the last two games have turned it around again and and overall this season you, you just can't complain about the record and, and how overall consistent they've been but is it good enough that's the big question we're entering march a few weeks in a few weeks, the uh, we'll have the trade deadline, mm-hmm. and I think the big question is: Does this team need need to make some big improvements? Do they need to make big moves, little moves, no moves? What do you think? They need to make something. They they really do, and I think you know Ron Hextall is very conservative by nature. Obviously, we've seen that. I think the small moves he's made have proven to be really smart and really paid off. I think even in the moves he hasn't made, I, I think he's proven to be really smart. Like everybody who, you know, everybody who comments on the Penguins would have happily moved Tristan Jari last summer. And here's the guy who put his support behind him and said, we're, we're not moving this guy. We have confidence in him. So I, I think he's made a lot of smart moves. And I think going into the trade deadline, he probably does need to make a couple you you just can't afford to potentially waste these years where you have Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Tang still producing at the level they are still playing at the level they are and and I've just been so impressed with with those players in particular through these games this year I I feel like once Malkin has started to get the games under his belt and get his legs back. And, you know, we, we can't forget what kind of a major injury and surgery he's coming off of. And I think we really needed to allow him that time. And he's really rounding into form right now. Crosby's looked really, really good for most of the season. So I, I just think you can't afford to potentially waste that. So they, they definitely need some help. And I, I think 
the areas they need help may have changed for me over the last few weeks, but but they definitely need help. Like I, I think everybody was thinking defenseman and goalie. I I've seen a lot of people back off of them still needing a goalie. I feel like they still need a goalie. Um, I don't necessarily think they need another defenseman, and I think defensemen are costly. Um, I really like how Mark Friedman's played the last couple games. I, I think he could be a really nice addition to the defensive core if he keeps playing like this. You know, when Mike Matheson comes back, you, you have a potential addition to your defensive core right there that was already on your roster. And I think I think the forwards are where I'm really getting concerned because of just the lack of consistency there. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the good, you basically have a great first line and a potentially really good fourth line when Bluger comes back. And Evgeny Malkin. Right. And Mel and Malkin. <laughs> and then that's it. And every and and Carter, sort of. And then that's it. The 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 second and third uh, line left wings and right wings are such a question mark. Uh, it's just scary. And I don't want to say scary, but just they're not doing anything. Kapanen has been a disaster. Rodriguez started off great and, and is greatly cold off. Um, Danton Heinen, he's, you know, what do you expect from him? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think these are all guys that could, you know, you could hit a hot streak at some point going down the stretch and into the playoffs. Like maybe Evan Rodriguez hits another hot streak. And, you know, I, I sure hope he does. He's, he's probably the nicest guy on the team. And, and I was really excited to see him finding his game. I, I think that's a player who rides on his confidence more than almost any player I've seen. And when it's going well, it's really going well. And when he gets on a cold streak, he starts to second guess everything. And you see it in his play. You see it in the types of shots he takes or passes up. And uh, that's, that's just a player that really needs to get back on, on a little bit of a streak and start feeling his game again. But if he goes on another hot streak, you know, that, that would be fantastic. And then you, you solve one of your winger problems, but. You can't count on that. And Danton Heinen, I think, is a perfectly serviceable sort of middle six forward. But is he a consistent enough one? I don't know because he really he started the season very hot, but he has just been occasionally streaky here and there since as far as being able to score. Jason Zucker may come back. And I, I feel like people always talk about wanting to get rid of him for his contract. And I, I Absolutely, I think the contract is something you probably would like to see go, but he's also a player who puts in such hard work. I, I feel like the more, when he was briefly back before he got hurt again, I feel like I really came to appreciate the hard work he puts in and the opportunities that that hard work creates for other players. So I, I think uh, that's a player I'd love to see them get back and, and think that even if he's not finishing, could really be an asset to them. But guys like like Hasperi Kapanen, I've, I've pretty much completely given up hope that he is going to round into any kind of form here. I don't think it's the chemistry with Malkin has not materialized. It, that was there in the past. It's not coming back. Uh, he he's just not 
consistent enough in consistent enough in terms of his work habits. He talks a lot about how his game his game is better when he's being physical and pushing his way to the front of the net. And he, he starts finding the courage to go into the traffic. He will talk about that, but then it doesn't happen. So yeah. I, I just don't see him being a player that's willing to play that style that he perhaps needs to play to be effective. And uh, it, it's it's just not working out for him here. Maybe he's a change of scenery player that would have better luck somewhere else. But I think if you could, if, if there's a team that's willing to give him give him a shot somewhere else, I think you have to look at that. Um, and at this point, honestly, to get those forwards, I would be very much willing to look at parting with their prospects that they may not have been willing to talk about parting with in the past, because I just don't think you can waste this opportunity. You know, Chris Letang was talking today about how focused they are on the goal at hand, which is winning the Stanley Cup. And when you have a player like that, Chris Letang in particular always brings it back to winning the Stanley Cup, winning the Stanley Cup. Even when I haven't thought that this was a team with that kind of possibility or that kind of, um, you know, sort of with that kind of potential, he's always talked about it like that and always seems to have that belief in them. And when the players feel like this is a team that could contend, I feel like you have to give them that opportunity these last couple of years you have to go all in. So if if it takes, you know, a Sam Pallone or Nathan Ligari, or maybe it takes P.O. Joseph, who I'm not entirely sure the Penguins organization is usually enamored with any longer. I, I feel like they are not entirely convinced that he's going to physically reach the potential they hoped for for him in terms of getting to be a bigger, stronger player. If it takes one of those players to get the player back that is going to help you in the shorter term and maybe put you over the top, but particularly I think of getting Malkin really needs a winger. I feel bad for him that he's playing with this rotating cast of inconsistent players when Sidney Crosby has Brian Rust and Jake Gensel. Yeah. I, I, I think it spoke volumes that when uh, Matheson got hurt, and they actually caught up. I believe they they call up Pia Joseph, uh, mm-hmm. but they still played Mark Freeman, who actually is mm-hmm. is doing all right. But still, it's like you know, I mean, because he was hot in in uh, Wilkesbury, and yep. you still play Friedman. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I I, I think that kind of speaks to what you said. Is like they're not that crazy about him. I don't know. But well, for the one game when they played against the Rangers and they went with Friedman, I thought, okay, you know, we were talking about that with a friend of mine in the press box and I said yeah he, he said why well, you know they call it Joseph they're still playing Freeman and I said well you know this is this is the type of team you're playing the Rangers you're going with a veteran guy I get it you're going with a guy right. that you feel less right. you know but but then when you go in against Columbus and and you still aren't giving Joseph a chance like yeah I, I agree with you I think, yeah. I think it speaks to like I, I just don't know that you're level of, of feeling enamored with him as a prospect is quite where it was. Um, so I, I don't think they're down on him as a prospect. I just don't think they're quite as high on him as they were. 
Yeah, and, and from what I've heard, um, those prospects, you know, Ligari and Poland, they're they're okay. They're not, you know, world beaters or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, giving giving them up, uh, it's not the end of the world. Uh, and I, I think there's a huge X factor out there, and that's Jim Rutherford. You know, <laughs> Vancouver, you know, he's itching to make a bunch of trades. All, all I want is for Jim Rutherford to want Casperi Kapanen for a third time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> He's the guy. He's the guy online to give him that other chance. To ever, you know, everybody's looking for that. I imagine like they have like Rutherford like in a cage or something like that. That just he's just waiting. It's like, come on, let me make a trade. Let me make a trade. It's like, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. And then, then they and then they're gonna you know unlock the door. It's like, okay, okay, trade him. Trade him and and just go go crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I I mean, it's just. It's it's just not working with Kapanen. We're you know we've, I'm sure they've tried everything. It's just not working, and we're almost in healthy scratch territory. Uh, I, I mean, I know he he played pretty well against Columbus, but we're I I think we're at the point where it might be time to just just have him have him sit in the press box, and because <laughs> it's just it's just not working. He's really talented. It's a shame, and it's a- bothers me because I feel like he is so talented and I feel like he has such upside and could really be an important player for a team but I I just haven't seen it with enough consistency it's just he's not doing what he needs to do with enough consistency and it feels so maddening that he talks about knowing what he needs to do and it just doesn't occur so yeah I I don't know I uh I've heard a couple of people make the Alex Kilchenyuk com- uh, comparison with him. And that to me, it, if that's how his career plays out, that would be a shame. But I can kind of see where that comes from because, again, a player with so much potential, and you just look at him and he's an enigma and you just wonder why? Why is this not happening? Why is the huge potential not panning out? But somehow, somehow it's just just not clicking it's one of the weirdest things that you make a trade for a player or you acquire somebody in free agency and you have no idea how they're gonna fit it's just weird it's just it's just like you would think you would have more information or or something but sometimes it's a wonderful fit i mean jeff carter when he when he showed up the you know instantly was awesome and then you have someone mm-hmm. like a Brassard or, or a Kapanen or something like that, or Galchenyuk. It's just, it was just, it's just a disaster. I, I don't know. You know, I and I think sometimes you have those signs that like, I think sometimes I, I feel like the players like a Galchenyuk, I feel like you take them into an organization and you expect, okay, here's a player who maybe hasn't worked out with a previous organization for some reason or other, and we're hoping this opportunity changes the course for him. Whereas Jeff Carter, you know, Ron Hexel spoke very glowingly of he is, this guy is going to fit right in. Here's exactly how he's going to fit. And he was exactly right. And he knew the player. He knew what to expect from him. And, and he nailed it. So I think you, you do have largely pretty good information as far as these guys being known quantities with where they've come from. I, I would say, I mean, occasionally you have 
the surprise. Like I would say one person I thought of when we were talking about this was Phil Kessel, who came from his previous team with a little bit of a, of a reputation of, is he a fit? Is he getting out of town because he just wasn't a fit in his old team? And he comes to Pittsburgh and I felt like he was very much light. He was kind of shy and maybe a little awkward and, and not the tradition, certainly not like a Jeff Carter type fit, but I thought very much worked out as a fit. So you never know. But um, but I do think we'll have enough information on the person knowing a, a little bit about what they're like. And yeah, not, not sure why not sure why this one is going the way it is but I, I just feel like uh, I feel like somehow it, just the, the intent with what he wants to do and the type of player he feels like he wants to be isn't clicking with what Mike Sullivan needs him to be in the Penguin system yeah yeah and it seems like we say this every single year but Crosby, Malkin, and Latang are not getting any younger. It seems like we say the same, same thing ever. It's like we need to make a move now. Well, and, and every year it's true, you know, yeah. they're not. And and every year it gets closer to the end. And and one of those guys or two of those guys could be gone this summer. And I, I don't think if Kenny Malkin's going anywhere. I think Chris, Chris Latang's more of a 50-50, and it very much depends on whether he's willing to accept less money to play for the Penguins than he could make elsewhere. But, um, yeah, if, if there's ever a year to go for it, this is the year because, you know, uh, Malkin and Latang are up for free agency. You're going to have to make decisions on them. Brian Rust is very much a, a likelihood to walk off because I – Boy, every game I watch them, I just shake my head and think, you know, find a way, just figure it out, find a way, throw money at them, like whatever you have to do. But the salary cap is the salary cap, and that guy is going to make a lot of money. He is going to make a boatload, and I just don't know how they're going to come close to matching it. So if this is the year that you've got to load up and really make a run at it, I, I think this is the year. Maybe you you know, I, I talk about Crosby having the luxury of resting Gensel on his wings. And, and of course, you have those guys on the power play as well, which has been fire since Evgeny Malkin returned. But perhaps you don't have Brian Rust on the power play next year. So I, yeah. I think you got to load up this year. I think you got to go all in. And, and to that end, that's why I'm not satisfied with going into the playoffs with Casey DeSmith as your backup goalie, because okay, he's played a handful of decent games now after having a, a rough stretch again. And that's great. And if that gives Tristan Jari the occasional night off, that's great. And even if you go into the playoffs feeling pretty good about your backup situation, that's great. Um, but for me, what kind of looms in my head is we have seen situations with this team that – it's opening night of the playoffs and hey, the starting goaltender is injured. You know, that, this happens. This isn't a wild dream. This, this is the kind of thing that can occur. Jeff Zakoff. 
right this is what i'm talking about you know you start game one and you've got you know mr game one in there and it's not who you thought it was going to be so would you like to see game one in the penguin season and perhaps their last chance at taking a good run into stanley cup is on the line and there's casey the smith you know is that what you want to see because i don't feel good about that whatsoever and you know and then you have a backup like maybe you know is we can well by that? <laughs> Are you able to call him up? Who knows? But uh, that's maybe what you're dealing with at that point in the playoffs. So uh, that would greatly concern me. And I don't know. Don't know that I like the idea of going into the playoffs without a really solid known quantity. I've heard a name that's out there is Braden Holtby. And that would be so oh, yeah. weird. That would be so weird if he became a fan. <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with everything there, you know, but it, uh, you know, what was the idea of rooting for Jeff Carter weird to play with fans a few right. years ago? Probably. <laughs> you know, so you, you, can, uh, you can love anybody enough if they're wearing your team colors. <laughs> yeah. I, it, would, it would be weird because we would go from hold B to hold B, hold B. It would be, it, it would be weird. But. Yeah, you just need to change the tone of the chant a little. It works just fine. <laughs> yeah, right. I think uh, right. I, I think he'd be a really nice fit. He, he's definitely the one that I, I prefer of those potential names that, that are out there. I don't know if he's actually going to be available or not. There's talk they may, may decide that they want to keep him, but I, I just think a player like that, who's not a player, who's going to have delusions about where they are in their career, I think he understands that he's either a 1B or a backup at this point of his NHL career. You're not going to have a player trying to challenge Tristan Jari for the starting job, but is very much reliable if Jari would get hurt or, you know, if, heaven forbid, he would falter in the playoffs again. And I don't think he's going to. I think really impressed with his mental toughness overall this year. I, I think he's proven a lot as the season's gone on. And just some of the games that he has stood very tall in, I feel like it, he has to me proven that, that he is beating those demons of can he come through in a clutch situation. I, I think he will truly rise up to the playoff challenge, but Heaven forbid, if he gets into the playoffs and, and something about that experience last year comes back to haunt him, I, I don't really know that you want to throw in Casey this much and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we were screaming. It's like, obviously you have to replace Jari. He's a disaster. And look, and look what they, look what he's become. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's what I, what I always hoped he could become, you know, when when they drafted him and watching him come up through juniors, I he, he was with the Edmonton Oil Kings, he just looked like a potential star, and, and he, for a while, looked like he was going to be the heir to Mark Andre Fleury. And I, I just was really hopeful for his career development, and what he's doing this year is really what I hope he could be as an NHL goalie. So, fingers crossed, he proves it in the playoffs because uh, I'm sure he is very anxious to prove a lot of people wrong. Yeah. The NHL trade deadline is one of my favorite times of the year. It's just so much fun that day, just hearing all the news and all the, all the trades that come in. It's, it's, it's fun. It is. It is fun. It, it, I always think uh, it's funny because I, I think it's always a, 
one of those double-edged swords. Like on one hand, I think, you know, from a, a fan standpoint, you can watch it and think, well, this is this is a blast and seeing where people land and, and what teams think they really have a legitimate run at it. They're really going for it. And what teams are, you know, suddenly sellers that maybe you didn't expect who lands where. But then on the other hand, you think about it from the person perspective. I, I always think of these uh these poor players and families who, you know, some of the, some of them are taken, some of them expected to come and they've heard their names being mentioned in rumors and some of them didn't see it coming by a mile and are in complete shock. You hear these trades go down and you think, oh, well, this, you know, this poor person that didn't expect their life to be uprooted today. That has to be hard, especially when they have families and yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I always, it's, I always feel a little guilty being excited about, you know, like, when you see the players and like, wow, this is awesome. And then you think, oh, wow, I wonder, wonder if that player thinks that's awesome. <laughs> like maybe, maybe not so much. It probably depends on the situation they're ending up in. Usually. Yeah. I think, I think Jason Zucker had like little kids or something like that. It's like, oh, it's okay. Daddy's going yeah. away for a while. Okay. Going to be away a few months. See you this summer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll oh, see. Rough. We'll see. It's it's going to be it's going to be an exciting time, and it's going to be a crazy month. My goodness, this is not going to be easy. These next five games at Tampa, at Carolina, at Florida, at Vegas, and then um, home to Carolina. Oh, that's yeah. uh, that's going to tell a lot. Yeah, I think we're going to learn a lot about Penguins over this next week or so. <laughs> I really do, and yeah. I, I think. Uh, you know, I, I think it's great. I think it's exactly the time you want to see what this team is made of and see what they can do against those types of teams. So Mike Sullivan said a couple games ago, uh, you know, during the, uh, I think it was after that Rangers game, he said this one really felt like playoff hockey and that's the types of games you want to be in this time of year because we're getting there and you want to be in that sort of mindset. And I couldn't agree more with that. And I would like to see the Penguins in a playoff mindset. I want to see if it's, if it feels like a playoff situation every night and you're playing playoff caliber teams. And in the case of teams like Florida and Tampa and Carolina, these are absolutely Stanley Cup contenders. So I would like to see Cam the Penguins hang with teams like that consistently because you know, let, let's see, what, what are they made out of it? And I think Ron Hextall hopefully will learn a lot from that as well, because to me, as the Penguins general manager, that would probably inform what I'm going to do. You know, how, how big of a run am I prepared to take at this at potentially the expense of the future? And I think really he, he kind of fired the first shot there when he re-signed Carter for a couple of years. At that point, you're making a statement that we are not going to be a rebuilding team for at least the next few years. We are in, we are going to be competing. We are going to be trying to win Stanley Cups. So I I think at that point, you kind of said that you're in. But I think as far as how all in are you, how close do you think your team really is to being a Stanley Cup contender? Playing these teams is going to show you. Yep. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. So, uh, hey, thanks for the talk. Yeah, so nice talking to you. Thanks for having me. All right. I'll see you. Take care, Jim. Bye.